Joshua Santiago is the founder of an organization called Empowering Cuts. He is a returning guest to Be The Good Podcast, and our first conversation, Humanizing the Homeless, is actually the most listened to episode of this podcast thus far. It is not only the incredibly kind and generous work that Joshua is doing to uplift and compassionately support the homeless community, or the 108,000 followers who are tuned into his work via Instagram that is so impressive. It is truly the level of heart and empathy that Joshua shows up with every single day in everything that he does for the homeless community that has made the biggest impression on me personally. He is one of the most genuine people I have ever spoken to, and the work he is doing is powerful and inspiring. It is a true pleasure and honor to have him back with us here again for more conversation on Be The Good. Joshua is here to catch us up on all that has been going on for him with empowering cuts since we last spoke. Let's take a listen. All right. So I have with us here, Joshua from Empowering Cuts. How are you, Joshua? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me again. Seriously, I truly appreciate it. You're very welcome. I'm so happy to have you back. It's been a few years now since we last spoke. You were one of the very first guests on this show for season one. And I was just telling you before we hopped on here that to date, that conversation is one of the most listened to episodes of this podcast. Um, And really, that's a testament to the incredibly inspiring work that you're doing and how genuine and passionate you are about helping others. So that being said, let's catch up. Can you give us a little refresher of what it is that you do with Empowering Cuts? So Empowering Cuts is an official nonprofit 501c3 organization based out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, that travels the country and provides free haircuts, not only for the homeless, but military veterans, children's families. Um, it's, it's a bunch of different sort of stuff, you know? So, um, but Empowering Cuts started off as an organization that provides free haircuts. It's awesome. And when we spoke, it was a few years ago, and it's amazing to me now to see how much your work and your impact has grown because what started as just a local Philly project has now become a traveling situation for you too. So over the past four years, you have worked with over 50 organizations in over 20 cities from coast to coast. Can you tell us more about the cities that you visited and the type of communities that you've brought your services to? And how did those connections or opportunities come up for you? Um, so majority of the time, to be honest, I pick places that I've never been to. And, um, you know, Google search, you know, the homeless population in certain areas. And that's really just all that I do, to be honest, you know, so it's not really no nothing behind it. It's just me visiting places that I always wanted to visit. Um, And it's now that I have the opportunity to go to them places due to, you know, funding and, you know, partnerships between me and other organizations that's in different parts of the um, you know, country and stuff like that. So for me, honestly, um, it's been a game changer for empowering cuts, to be honest, because not only do I get to experience the homeless population here in Philadelphia, but what I noticed is that everywhere that I go, the homeless population is different and people are always homeless for different reasons everywhere that I go, you know, and when I was in LA, I want to say a couple of months back, um, something that I never really experienced is seeing families that were actually homeless out on the streets. I never saw that before. So me seeing that when I was in LA, it was just, you know, a different feeling because I never witnessed, you know, babies and, you know, stuff like that being out on the streets. So 
yeah, yeah I get the opportunity to actually, you know, travel and witness with my own eyes that, you know, the homeless population everywhere that you go is different. That's that's heartbreaking and eye opening, I'm sure, to just, you know, I think that goes for all of us to see, you know, traveling in general allows you to see life outside of all, you know, right? Like it's all you've ever known is what you've seen. And, uh, you know, I think it's what's so powerful about the work that you do is that you see things in this area here in the Philly area that also people who live here have never seen because you bring yourself to the spaces that, you know, unfortunately people don't want to go to um, where there's suffering and there's, there's homelessness and there, there's people who truly need support um, and you're showing up to give that to them. And it's, it's what I love so much about what you do. And I think it's incredible that you've been able to now carry that mission to different places. Like you said, the places that you also want to see. So what a great experience for you. Um, but I, I think it's really cool to hear how it's also shifting your experience of the home with the homeless population. Um, and you say that empowering cuts also understands that while some people may not be experiencing homelessness, they simply need some hope and light in their life. So you've actively sought after some of these individuals and surprised them with some pretty incredible experiences. Can you tell us more about that? <laughs> so random, so random acts of kindness, honestly, it was just something that I was thinking about one day. And basically it was, how can I bless people without giving them a haircut? Because everybody knows me as a barber that travels the country and provides free haircuts. So how can I bless someone without giving them a haircut? And also how can I bless someone without physically giving them cash? And, um, named it seven random acts of kindness for seven days. And it, it's, it, it's been life changing for me, honestly, because I'm getting to really get to know these individuals for who they actually are. So um, I'll see somebody that's panhandling. And if you don't know what panhandling is, it's just, you know, individuals that's currently homeless, they'll stand in the middle of an intersection with a sign, um, you know, asking for change and stuff like that. So a majority of the people that I approach is individuals that's panhandling. And I'm just, you know, simply asking them, how can I bless you without physically giving you cash? And it's crazy how a majority of the people was saying, just a conversation, a conversation is good enough. And I'm like, we got to spend some of this money because I just <laughs> raised all of this money for this. So we got to spend this. We got to spend this. Hop in the car. We about to, you know, go go take you to go get a haircut. Go take you to go get your hair done. Go get some sneakers from your cell phone. Let's go get something to eat. Whatever you want, please get in the car right now, you know? <laughs> um, so I always got to convince them, man. And it's, it's very, like, you know, it's very moving transformations because we done, you know, pick people up from the streets and transform them completely to the point that when they're done, they don't even look like the same people, you know? So, and once again, the most important part about the seven random acts of kindness is that we stay in touch with these individuals. So if these individuals need us for whatever, we're there 100% of them individuals, if, if, if they need help, because at that moment they feel like, yo, I'm ready. Let's, let's try to, I need to get into a program. 
I'm partnered up with so many, you know, treatment centers and inpatients and outpatients, whereas though we're able to get them individuals to help right there on the spot, as long as they say they're ready, all I got to do is make a phone call and they're placed inside of a place, you know? So for me, honestly, just being able to build the relationships and, you know, being able to just take them out of their comfort for about an hour or two, it just means so much, man. Seriously, it really does. It's, It's just something... It's hard to really explain it because it's something that you would have to physically be next to me, whereas though we're doing it together to see the type of reaction and the feeling that you actually get from that interaction, to be honest. That's so powerful. I mean, even just in hearing you explain it, um, and I'm sure you're absolutely right that you can't really know what that feels like unless you're in the experience. But to hear you explain that is powerful because... Um, you know, what you're offering these people is I'm sure incredibly transformative, not just in their physical experience, you know, and and whatever you're helping them with, you know, the haircut or the shoes or, you know, the material things, but what that's doing to them emotionally, um, I'm sure is also something you can only feel if you're there. You know, I know that you've, the last time we spoke, you shared with us that several people um, that you've been connecting with on a regular basis, they eventually became like friends or family to you. Mm-hmm. And you were able to see some of them come through some really challenging circumstances to a better, more stable place in their lives. And I would imagine, you know, you've had more connections like that since we last spoke. So I'm wondering, how does that impact your drive to keep following this path? That Honestly, that impacts that. That's that's everything that I stand for, to be honest. And I say that because just speaking on just one individual, um, some guy named Bilal, I was actually with I was actually cutting hair in Kazakhstan about like a couple of days ago. And I saw him come down there a couple of times. But this is someone that was homeless at one point in time that's not homeless. So when I see him and he goes down there just so, you know, he could um, give back to the same people that he was getting high with. And I see him and he come down with the fly kicks and he looked clean and he got weight on him. And, you know, he he, he, he got a fresh haircut and, you know, he got the flyest clothes on that you could possibly imagine. Like, that's the stuff that makes my heart smile, to be honest, because he will simply tell you himself bro that haircut really changed my life and it wasn't the fact right it was the fact that I gave him a haircut and I posted it because when I posted it his family reached out to me and asked me where he was at I was able to direct them in the right direction and they actually went to go pick him up and that's when he changed his life around totally because his dad one 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 day he was sleeping on a sidewalk his dad pulled up like Bilal come on and when he looked up it was his dad sitting right there just staring at him and he got up he got the help that he needed and to this day he's been clean going on a year now and it's 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 it's, it's, uh, beautiful that like oh that like brings total emotion yeah uh, you know, that that is, um, like you said, that's why you do what you do, right? Like that it's, it goes so far beyond haircuts. For it's sure. about showing up in a human way for another human being and letting them know that you care, right? And, and that's why I say all the time, like the haircuts is cool, but it's the conversations that you have with these individuals. Like I, I feel like I have 
really deep conversations with these people that these people would never forget who I am, not only because of the haircut, but because of the conversation and the fact that I'm actually treating them like human, you know, like I'm giving them the haircut that they want. I'm making sure that I'm, you know, if they got dirt on their face, I'm wiping their face with some tissue, you know, like, so it's deeper than just a haircut, to be honest, it's way deeper than just a haircut. It's like, as I say, like every person that gets out of the chair, like I'm giving them hugs and, and handshakes and, you know, sharing tears and, you know, stuff like that. Like, it's just, yeah, it's, 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 yeah. it's incredible. It's so, it's so inspiring, um, you know, to hear you talk so passionately about, you know, what motivates you and what keeps you doing this for as long as you've been doing it. And we talk a lot about compassion on this podcast. And I'm always asking my guests to weigh in on the importance of compassion and what it really means. Uh, so can you tell us what compassion means to you and how you've seen compassion? You, you kind of just spoke to this, but maybe we can expand upon it a little bit. How have you seen compassion as a force of good in terms of the work that you do? Honestly, compassion is everything. And I say compassion is everything because when we talk about the individuals, even the individuals that I deal with on a daily basis, um, they panhandle, which is very dehumanizing. They tell me all the time, listen, I don't want to panhandle, but I got to panhandle for me to make money. I could go rob and steal and do ex- sell drugs. I could do all of that, you know, so I can make money, but I choose not to do that. I don't want to do that. So I'd rather sit here on this intersection and, you know, deal with people spitting on me, deal with people cursing at me, deal with people, you know, dehumanizing me, telling me, oh, just go get a job. Oh, just go get clean. Oh, just do that. Oh, just do that. Not really knowing that addiction is it's, it's not as easy, especially if you can't really relate to it. If you can't relate to addiction, it'd be hard to, you know, to, to, to understand it. And to me, honestly, like compassion when it comes to the work that I do means everything. Like just treating these individuals like human, even if you don't have anything. Hey, listen, I don't have anything, but God bless you. Just wanted to stop just to, you know, introduce myself. You know, I'll make sure that, you know, if I do have something, I'll come back. Whatever it is, you know, like compassion is really everything. Seriously, it really is. And once again, like that's the way that I move on a daily basis is like, you know, it, it could be, and it don't even have to do anything with a haircut. It could be, you know, me at a McDonald's drive through and I, I see that the person at the, at the, at the window was extremely happy and, you know, stuff like that. And, um, this even dates back, right. I want to say a couple of days ago, I took my sons to the movie theaters and I saw this family looking at me like they were looking at me weird. And usually when I get that, because in Philadelphia, a lot of people like know of empowering cuts. So when I see people looking at me weird, I'm like, oh, they probably just know me because of Instagram, whatever. And this father came up to me and was like, man, I just want to introduce myself and my daughter. She's really shy to say hi to you, but she follows everything that you do. And she really loves everything that you do. Mind you, his daughter was like eight or nine years old. She was a baby. And like that just meant so much to me, right? Because I get that all the time. I get that all the time. But that was the first time that I ever had a child, you know, a a child. 
um, approached me in that manner. So I just feel like compassion is really everything. Seriously, it really is. And the fact that you, you know, what you can see in that example is that what you're doing is reaching people of all different ages who, you know, that's the flip side of this. Like you're, you're not just showing up for these people, uh, you know, on the streets who you're doing tremendous things to help them. Um, you know, and, and like you said, you're showing up so intentionally and with such compassion and, and you, you move in such a way that is, is truly intending goodness. But then on the flip side, when you share these things through social media, the impact is amplified by like, you know, thousands and hundreds of thousands because of the lives you're impacting on the other side who get to see, oh, this is going on. Like if it wasn't for your camera, you know, like, or your Instagram account, many people, especially in this area would not know that. Well, it's like people know the need is there, right? People know that the homeless community yeah. exists, but people oftentimes choose to ignore it because yeah. it's uncomfortable or it's sad or it's, you know, but you you humanize. And that is what your your tagline has been, right? Humanizing yeah. the homeless. And and you really do that. You you give these people I what I loved. And I don't know if you still do this, but is when you were filming them and um, filming the patient community or I'm sorry, the um, homeless community. And you were you were posting these videos, these like raw footage of just like really honest conversations that you were having with them. And that yeah. really was always the most powerful part for me of yeah. following along is that, you know, you really get to more deeply understand what this community is dealing with and, right. and what their true needs are. In, and you see them as someone just like yourself. Yeah, for sure. Like they're 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 human, just like we are, you know, and. I haven't done that in a minute and my, so I was thinking about launching a YouTube channel and I've really been procrastinating because like everything that I do, I try to learn that platform as much as possible. So like YouTube, I'm very new to YouTube, so I really don't know how the platform really works and I really want to learn it before I put any videos on there, to be honest. Um, But my YouTube channel is just going to strictly consist of me just traveling and interviewing individuals and just getting, you know, the, the the scoop of, you know, how, you know, they became homeless and what are their long-term goals and, you know, um, just, just asking them, you know, multiple questions and just getting to know them for who they actually are because you got some people, as I said before, you got some people that never really had a chance at life. And I say that because, I done met people that been getting high off of heroin since the age of nine, 10 years old. So them being 30, 40, like they don't know better because they've been getting high since the age of nine, 10. And the first time that they ever got high was with a family member, mom or dad, you know, like, so it's, it's very deep, honestly, when you actually get to know these people for who they are, which is why they say like, you can't judge a book by its cover. Because you just don't know what that person been through, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it's so truly critically important that you're doing what you're doing and sharing those videos. I mean, I know you have a lot on your plate, so I'm not saying like, go take all this on too. But like, I think a YouTube channel would be incredible because that, that is what you're offering is the insight or like that bird's eye view of like what life is really like for some of these people. And, and just like you described right now, like we, 
we don't know what so many of the homeless community are facing and what led them to be where they are. And and they don't necessarily want to be there. You know, they don't necessarily want to be in that position and they don't necessarily have a way forward or out. And, um, you know, just to speak back to the topic of compassion, we all need to show up more compassionately for this homeless community, whether it be here in Philly or anywhere around the country or anywhere around the world. Um, you know, and people like you giving us an opportunity to get to know the population better. Uh, you know, it's just so vitally important and I can't thank you enough for what you're doing. And when we last spoke, you were raising funds to convert the trailer you had purchased to help facilitate a better experience for the homeless community. So that was going to allow you to show up rain or shine to do this amazing work. So can you tell us how that experience went of raising the funds and being able to see that project through? Um, last time we spoke, I don't think I had an RV. When we no, an spoke. RV, I yes. Think, I think I had, a, I think it was like a little trailer. Was yes. it a little trailer? Yes, yeah, it wasn't yes, the it RV, was. right? It wasn't yes. the RV. So um, after the little trailer, honestly, you know, I tried to raise money for it. It wasn't successful. I really didn't know anything about crowdfunding at all. Um, around that time, we had a 24-hour event where we was cutting hair for 24 hours. And we were trying to raise money. We really didn't raise that much, which was extremely discouraging. About a year later after that, um, I purchased, I had an opportunity to purchase a used RV. It was a 32 foot camper and I paid about like $2,000 for it. And, um, the goal was to just transform this RV into a fully furnished mobile barbershop. Um, the pandemic happened. And then we were thinking about launching a GoFundMe. I'm like, nah, I don't think it's the best. I don't think it's the best thing to do at this time because, you know, pandemic, people struggling. But um, everybody kept on telling me just to, you know, just just to just to launch it. So I went with everybody's opinion. I launched the GoFundMe and literally like we've raised so much money so fast. It was really it, it was mind blowing up to date. Till today, uh, we've raised over a hundred thousand dollars, which originally our goal was only to raise twenty thousand dollars. Wow! Um, yeah, it was it was crazy. Um, so we um the the mobile barbershop is fully equipped with two barber chairs, um, a bathroom, a shampoo bowl, a air conditioner, a, a heater, um, a TV, a coffee maker, a refrigerator, a couch which is like a lounge area. Um, it's, it's, it's a beautiful unit, to be honest. It's an extremely beautiful unit. And at this point, you know, we're able to provide these services regardless of the weather conditions, you know, and we're able to give these individuals haircuts inside of a mobile barbershop, whereas though whatever they get into outside of the mobile barbershop, you know, they don't have to worry about, you know, looking over their shoulders because they're in a safe place while they're getting a haircut. So now I'm cutting somebody hair and they sleeping the whole time, you know, because they've been <laughs> running for the last three, four days, you know, getting no sleep. And now they get to sit in a barber chair and comfortable, comfortable 
And, you know, it, it's, it's just amazing, honestly, because even when they fall asleep, it's like, bro, I understand. Listen, just go ahead and sleep, man. I'm trying to hold your head up as best as I possibly can so we can get this this, this line as straight as possible, you know? <laughs> um, so it's just beautiful every time. Seriously, man. I but, am so happy that that is how that all panned out. Because, yeah, when yeah. we first talked, I think it was just a trailer. You were doing the GoFundMe. Um, you know, you had this vision in mind of what you've ultimately been able to create, but it wasn't, it wasn't there yet. And I'm just so happy for you that that worked out and that you've been able to, you know, go on to fulfill that vision. And how are donations helping you currently now as you continue with your mission? Um, donations, uh, donations go towards traveling, um, barber equipment, if we're doing any feed-ins, whereas though we're purchasing two, three, four hundred burgers at McDonald's, Wendy's, wherever we're purchasing that, um, it goes towards that. Um, any event plan planning, funding goes towards that as well. So everything, all the money goes towards empowering cuts. We don't have not even one person. I don't even get paid salary through empowering cuts at all. So all of the funds go straight to empowering cuts and everything that we're doing in the community, not only in Philadelphia, but everywhere else, you know? So it's amazing. It's amazing. And where can people go to, if we were to want to support and make a donation, where should they go and how can they also follow along you know, with your ongoing work. Gotcha. So the way to donate, the best way to donate is through my website, which is empoweringcuts.org. Um, that's the best way to donate. Um, so follow me. Everything is empowering cuts. So on Instagram is empowering cuts underscore. Facebook is empowering cuts. TikTok is empowering cuts. Um, yeah, everything is empowering cuts. Awesome. And I will make sure to link all of that in the show notes here so that people can very easily go and donate. And I would highly encourage everyone to go make a donation so that we can help Joshua continue to do this incredible work that he's doing with the homeless population. I would encourage you to go to his Instagram and just take a look and dive into everything that he posts and all the ways that he's sharing, uh, you know, a, a really heartfelt human look into the lives of the homeless population so that we can all learn more and uh, hopefully show up with some more compassion for this, this homeless community also. And Joshua, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. I know you're super busy. I really appreciate you, um, you know, everything that you're doing, uh, but also for taking the time out to talk with us today. Yeah, no, thank you for having me on here. Seriously, I truly appreciate it. And as I say all the time, I'm so, I'm so passionate about what I do that literally in life, I can't see myself doing anything else. I think the first time that me you spoke, I was doing Uber at the same time that yes. I was. Um, yeah, I don't even Uber no more. I strictly just do uh, my my life just consists around my kids, family and empowering cuts. And it's been like that probably for like over a year now, whereas though I'm just strictly focusing on empowering cuts right now, we're actually in the process of fingers crossed. Um, a friend of mine, he just closed the deal on a commercial property. So hopefully we're able to do something in that department, whereas though we're bringing resources to the community where I first started providing free haircuts in Philadelphia, which is because it's in Allegheny. Um, so I got That's my fingers amazing. crossed. That. That's amazing. I'm, 
I just wish you nothing but like the absolute best in everything that you do going forward. And I know that you're going to continue to make a really significant impact in this community here. But, you know, I hope that more opportunities and more funds come in for you to continue to spread this all over the country as well. Yeah. Thank you so much. Once again, seriously, I truly appreciate you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Be The Good Podcast. Please like, comment, and share, and be sure to follow us on Instagram at Be The Good Podcast. And remember, we can all find our own way to be the good. Thank you.